2: You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast.
0: This last month has been pretty fast and furious. Uh, the first thing was to to hire a staff, and I feel really, really good about the staff we've been able to assemble, and uh, And now we, we kind of turn our attention to a little bit more of a mixture of high school and junior college kids. Uh, dead period ends uh, this Thursday on the 12th, that we're not only... Uh, actively recruiting the guys for 2017 but we have a good feel for the guys for 2018 welcome back everyone to another edition
2: of the red wave report i'm lucio reek and i'm being joined by my co-host as always mr lorenzo reyna lorenzo how's it going today I'm
1: doing pretty good, but Lucio, i got to ask, you had a vicious workout just now.
2: (laughs) I'm telling you, we are struggling. I guess that's what happens when we take a month off for for the holidays and just trying to get things organized. Uh, Lorenzo's sitting here laughing at me because I'm shaking off the cobwebs trying to get things going again i'm not
1: i'm not laughing at you for shaking off the cobwebs i'm laughing because you broke a sweat it's almost as if you did some plow metrics just now <laughs> just trying to get all the wirings I, done I,
2: i'm telling you folks if you haven't done if you if you know how to do podcasts you you feel my pain <laughs> i had uh, all kinds of buttons out of place everything was just a little disorganized this morning but here we are we've got it all set and yes. ready to go and uh, well, the dead period is finally over today, Lorenzo. I mean, things are starting to go out fast and furious, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have been following some of my tweets and following some of the tweets from the Barkboard and the Red Wave. I mean, Fresno State, one of many many active schools in this final recruiting push, not only diving into what's left of the 2017 class, but already getting an idea of who to go after for 2018 and even 19. So, I mean, this, at this point, at this point in the recruiting game, this is almost the equivalent of the two minute drill. I mean, you're making those final pushes. You're making those final like schematic changes. You're trying to get a good idea of what to do, what, who to go after and who not to go after. And Fresno State, clearly this new staff in the time that they came together, they're hitting the ground
2: running. Uh, definitely, and and Coach Tedford took to the podium uh, just this past Monday to kind of address the media and let them know where everybody stands. And they're 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 you know just letting everybody know exactly what they're they're up to uh, for this recruiting period right now as the dead period arrives. And they've been focusing a lot on these Valley players, haven't they, Lorenzo?
1: You know what they have? And you know what? I mean, I know that this coaching staff still has a lot of work cut out for them. I mean, your team was one in 11 not too long ago, but to the credit of Jeff Tefford and his crew. They were true to their word when they said they want to put an emphasis on trying to marinate California, more so the backyard. And you know what? They're hitting Bakersfield, which has long been the hotbed for Fresno State. They're hitting Clovis West. They're hitting the Clovis and Fresno schools. They're already getting an idea of who to look into for 2018, not only in the Central Valley area, but even out in my area, the Central Coast. So, you know what? I mean, things are treading upward Depending on who they bring in, who they manage to bring in will remain to be seen. But, you know what, we definitely will dive into Fresno State's efforts out in Bakersfield because, you know, they're, it's actually starting to get a little bit more intriguing in that
2: area. Oh, definitely. And, and you know, Tedford went on to explain a little bit about what he feels needs to be done here in the in the Valley. And, and why don't we go ahead and play a little clip from that uh from that press conference of him talking about the Valley. So this is, this is what Tedford had to say.
0: As we mentioned before, our main focus is going to be to make sure that we saturate the Valley and do our best to keep all the Valley kids close to home. And uh, so we're going to be really making a uh, – an emphasis on that of, of getting out in those schools and cultivating the relationships, uh, whether they have prospects or whether they don't, uh, because I think it's really important that, um, that they understand that the communication lines are open and that, th- that they have a place where they can come and talk ball and that the kids throughout the Valley, uh, understand what Fresno state's all about and have a passion for Fresno state, um, and, and what's going on in the Valley. And so, you know, as you can
2: tell, Tedford is really stressing the fact that he needs to get around to all of these high schools in the Valley just to form a relationship with these high school coaches that have otherwise been ignored by the previous coaching staff.
1: And, and that's just what it, is, what, what it is, Lucille, because it's pretty evident. Pete Germano, who was the Central Valley recruiter for, for, for the last regime, he was very slow trying to go after the local kids. It's almost as if he couldn't even find a Clovis Unified School if he used Google Maps. Jeff Tefford, though, and his staff, and I also have to include Jamie Christian and J.D. Williams because they've recruited in the Central Valley before. They're making it clear that they want to rebuild the relationship with Edison High. They want to rebuild the relationship with Bullard High. They want to rebuild the relationship with Clovis High, Clovis West, Clovis North, even schools outside of Fresno and Clovis like Kingsburg, Dinuba, Fireball, Mendota, Tulare Union, Tulare Western, Bakersfield, Garces. We I can go on and on. We could go on and on, but you know, it's it's clearly was the top priority for this staff to rebuild the relationship that Fresno State once had with these local coaches because I'm sure a lot of longtime Fresno State fans probably remember, even though Pat Hill did lose some pretty prominent Central Valley kids from his own backyard, he still managed to get some kids. He still managed to have a solid relationship with some of the more renowned coaches in the area. Guys like Chuck Shadan, who recently retired at Sanger, Don Arax, the longtime head coach at Bullard, Dave Steele during the time he was at Kingsburg. I mean, we could go on and on.
2: Yeah, and and the fact that he is trying to make an effort to get out to these high school coaches, even if they do not have any prospects at the time, is a good sign for the Valley and and for Valley recruits uh, in the long term because now players don't need to feel like they're not being... Uh, recruited or just being overlooked in the Valley, uh, this coaching staff is going to put an emphasis on making sure they know exactly what is here in the Valley, but yet still recruiting the state of California um, and and then working out of California. First and foremost, Valley, California, and then outside of California is what this coaching staff is going to be focusing on. and It's probably a good move uh, especially recruiting wise for for the budget i mean as far as the budget is concerned it's a lot easier to recruit in california and save more money that way than it is to go to texas to florida to georgia just like the other recruiting uh, the other coaching staff was doing which you know in the long term was using a lot of more funds to go recruiting out, outside of the state than they were trying to just focus on california
1: and exactly. And you know what? With this last staff, I mean, it was pretty clear that they were trying to work their own connections and try to build a pipeline from Georgia to Fresno State, Florida to Fresno State, or Texas to Fresno State. Well, here's the downside. We're trying to fill your roster with a lot of out-of-state kids. Chances are those kids are still going to be homesick. They're still going to be, be thinking about life back at home while they're miles and miles away from home so at least with this coaching staff even if you get a kid from like say the bay area or ventura county or la county realistic realistically speaking they don't have to get on a plane and fly to their home they could get in a car and take that two three hour drive to go home or if they're in the backyard of fressel state they can only just take not even an hour drive or even a 15-minute drive depending on where they live. So hence why that, you know, you're a California school. You should definitely go after the California talent first. I mean, it's what USC did. It's what UCLA did, and they're still doing it to this day. Even schools like Cal and Stanford. Cal, especially during the time Temper was there because he put a big emphasis on trying to get Bay Area talent. But – you know that's we're definitely seeing the changes already with their recruiting tactics
2: yeah and and it should start to kind of pay off here in the next 2 to 3 years as far as their recruiting wise of of trying to stay more local uh you know right now uh, unfortunately this upcoming season this recruiting class is going to have to be more jc uh kind of heavy to to try to fill out the roster because there's a lot of open gaps that need to be filled and that's exactly what this coaching staff is kind of concentrating on right now is the jc group and uh, but before they even had to do that coach tedford had to you know round out his his coaching staff and he he finally was able to do that and hired an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator and he had some time to kind of talk about those those coaches and uh you know first of all let's start off with the offensive coordinator who by the way is not uh is not someone who doesn't not know the valley he knows the valley very well in fact he recruited josh allen out of fireball uh who eventually went to wyoming but where he was last coaching he recruited him heavily and so he knows the kind of talent that's here in the Valley. And so Lorenzo, what do you know more? What do you think about, uh, about the offensive coordinator right now?
1: And, you know, here's the thing about Kalen DeBoer. I mean, you mentioned how he wanted Josh Allen, how it got down between Wyoming and his school at the time, Eastern Michigan. I had a conversation not too long ago with Steve Mushagan over at Ventura college, the longtime head coach at VC. Who's also, as you know, Lucio really close to Jeff Tedford. De Boyer also went out and recruited some Ventura College kids and also tried recruiting some 805 kids. So he actually does have a lot of familiarity in that area, and he has familiarity outside of Fresno. So you know what? Obviously, this is a name that not too many— Fresno State fans are aware about, but you know when you look at the, his, his ability to recruit, you also look at some of his other credentials, how he went 67-3 and at the University of Sioux Falls and how he managed to turn a Eastern Michigan offense that was one of the worst in the nation into a very, very respectable and explosive unit. I mean, this has the making of being one of those steel hires, one of those big-time steel hires for Fresno State.
2: And when you talk to Coach Tedford, he is very high on uh, on on him, and so he he actually went into a little bit of a description about the hire uh, of I guess you say DeBoer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he he went into this discussion about DeBoer. So here's what Tedford had to say about him:
0: Kalen DeBoer, offensive coordinator, who came from Eastern Michigan. I had not known Kalen before, uh, but through this process, I felt like it was really important to do my research around the country on who had turned their programs around, uh, who, have, who have had success, uh, who has the same type of philosophy that I have had in the past on what we need to do offensively. And I feel like we found a great match. Uh, Kalen uh, was a three-time national championship at Sioux Falls, uh, three-time national coach of the year, with a record of 67 and three, uh, which is phenomenal. And, um, and, and brought that same success to Eastern Michigan, which was a program that was building. And for them to go to a bowl game this year, uh, I thought they really accomplished a lot. And so that's really what caught my eye was the turnaround at Eastern Michigan and the people behind that. And, um, you know, but in talking to Kalen over the phone, Felt like our philosophies really match of being diverse, being able to run the football, being physical. Uh, one year I think they led the league in, in rushing, and the next year they led the league in passing. So, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, they're able to be diverse and and really kind of do what the what your personnel allows you to do and be able to adapt.
2: And, and so, you know, as you can tell, he's very high on Debor. I'm going to have a hard time with that name this season. Um, or Kalen De Kalen, DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer. Um He's very high on him. And he, as you can tell, uh, his his resume really speaks for itself. He's been able to kind of get in there and change things around. And one of the explanations that DeBoer said about his offense is that it's a simple offense, but by week four to week five – It'll look like a very complex offense uh for anybody who's watching, but actually it's very simple for the players to pick up so you know that's that's a good thing to have is something you know a kind of an offense that kind of morphs to the kind of personnel that we have here at Fresno State correct
1: you know you know here's the thing too Lucio is that for anybody who remembers some of the jeff tefford led teams at Cal he prided himself on being a balanced offense. I mean, yeah, there was years in which they were very pass-heavy, but then he had years where he had Marshawn Lynch, Javid Best. He had a pretty solid running game, and the emphasis was the rushing attack. So DeBoer, to me, kind of sounds as if that he speaks the same kind of verbiage of Tedford. And so, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to use the word innovative offense to describe what DeBoer is going to implement because it's still one of those wait-and-see approaches. That I have to take and I'm sure you have to take Lucille, but you know, the credentials are there. The credentials are there. He he actually does have a lot of respect, not only among the Fresno State coaching staff, but even has the respect of some of the some of the JC coaches out in California. So, you know, again, this could be a potential steal of a move.
2: Now one thing that I did notice about the boar, I mean um after the press conference was over, he took the time to come and introduce himself to every single uh, media uh, person that was there. Uh, so I got a chance to kind of, uh, you know, uh, have a little one on one talk with him and kind of, uh, you know, just kind of pick his brain and stuff. And he's a very personable guy. He's a very likable guy, someone who uh, w- won't hesitate to stop and just talk to you. And that's a refreshing change from the last last coaching staff who, you know, kind of was a little standoffish at times where they wouldn't want to kind of sit and talk with you. So it's kind of
1: different. Yeah, here's here's the thing. I mean, I could tell you this, Lucio. I can admit it, and I'll admit it to the listeners of, of Fresno State or the listeners of the Redway podcast. If I were to tell you that I had a solid relationship with the last Fresno State regime, I'd be lying to you. I had no relationship with those guys whatsoever. And from what I could see, either these guys were were fooling themselves or they were lazy or they just didn't want to talk to you. With the exception of maybe one or two coaches. But that staff, to put it bluntly, was a joke and it was a disaster. And you know what? I mean, I don't wish any bad feelings on them. And I'm sure those guys are starting to land on their feet now. I'm sure they're going to take what they learned. But, you know, they – they needed a fresh change. They needed a they needed a new slate. And I could definitely tell you, long story short, Lucio, I feel like I'm having a better relationship with the Fresno State coaches. I think we're starting to have a better relationship with this Fresno State coaching staff. And, you know, with the board being a very personal guy, I mean, I haven't met him yet. I definitely will meet him down the road. But, you know, I've had good conversations with two of their other new coaches, Spencer Harris and, um, and Kirby Moore, and they seem to be like really good stand-up guys. So, you know, this is definitely this is definitely moving forward and you know i mean good pipeline good pipeline is starting to get built
2: well the good thing is that these coaches are are you know they're they're making themselves available and and just kind of putting off a vibe of you know someone that you want to uh, be successful here someone that you want to enjoy and just sit down and just have a talk with them and they're for from what i can tell so far these these guys are like that and you know, not only did uh, Coach Tedford, you know, hire the offensive coordinator, but he had a chance to to go out and find a defensive coordinator. And this this guy, you know, he he comes from somewhere that plays twelve man football versus eleven man football out of the state out of uh, you know Canada. But still, you know, Coach Tedford still had high regard for him and. You know, Lorenzo, what's your thought on this hire coming out of Canada?
1: You know, it's an interesting move to bring in a guy like Orlando Stunire, and I hope I get that last name right. But, you know, here's the thing. His defenses were usually, year in and year out, one of the more feared units in the CFL. Jeff Tefford kind of pointed out the fact that he used to hate game planning against Steinauer's defenses. And the same thing with some of the other CFL coaches, especially the CFL coaches who were offensive geniuses. So, yeah, it's an interesting move to bring in a guy from north of the border, have him come in the Fresno State. And obviously there's going to be those questions about can he really adjust? Because for anybody who's not familiar with CFL, they do play 12-man football. They put on third down. And the field's a lot shorter. But Steinhauer pointed out, and I'm sure he's gotten a barrage of these questions, hey, football is still football. I mean, the schemes don't change. The the verbiage doesn't change. None of that doesn't change. And, you know, we could possibly see a fast and energetic defense for Fresno State because I don't always watch CFL, but when I do, it it is a very, very fast style of play. And so he's probably going to bring that with Fresno State's defensive unit.
2: Now, I mean, Coach Tedford was high on him as well. So I I also got a clip of him talking about uh, Coach Steinauer, I believe is how we pronounce that. But here's what Tedford had to say about
0: him. Our defensive coordinator, Orlando Steinhauer, um, came from Canada uh, in the CFL. He's originally from the state of Washington around the Seattle area. Um, Went to Western Washington University. Uh, played, had a great career as a player, and has been one of the top coordinators in the CFL for many years. Um, I always said, and I knew every time we had to play them, um, or at least last when I was in the CFL last, um, and having to prepare to play Hamilton, it was a nightmare. Very aggressive defense, really very multiple, gets at you in many many different ways. Really turned the ball over a lot. Um, I want to say they had like 93 turnovers in in two years. He can he can be is that right, Orlando? Something like that, um, uh, to be exact. But um, very aggressive.
2: Now, one thing that Steinauer had to say about his offense is that his offense would morph to whatever would be needed for that week, uh, the opponent that they're playing. So, you know, one week it could be a 3-4, the next week it could be a 4-3, the next week it could be a 5-2. I mean, it just depended on what he wanted to do.
1: You know, Lucio, I'll tell you this. It's like, from what it sounds like, Steinauer's defense is sort of like a Transformer.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's exactly a good, a great explanation because that's what he was saying. He says, oh, you know, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We have to adjust to the team that we're playing. We can't force our sell, our defense on them. We have to adjust to that team and how they play. So, I mean,
1: that's the reason why I make that, that transformer analogy is that it starts off as like just one thing, like a vehicle, but then at the right moment, it becomes 20 different things.
2: Yeah, and and you know you have to be able to be versatile in order to to kind of uh change things up to, to kind of stay competitive against these teams that for you know, just have all kinds of different looks. So if you can't adjust to them, you're you're gonna struggle and Steinauer seems to know what he's what he's talking about. Now, don't don't get us wrong, Steinauer didn't always play in Canada. He actually grew up playing here in the US eleven man football. So he knows. The this type of football here, and so you know don't don't think that he's going to be trying to force what they do up in Canada down here. He's going to yeah. adjust himself.
1: Here's the thing: it's like he's from the Seattle area. He's a he was born in Seattle. He played his college football at Western Washington, and. I mean, his, his entire his a majority of his coaching career was in the CFL, but the thing to remember is that at the CFL, you get a lot of guys who played in the NFL, you get a lot of guys who played their college football in the States. Keep this in mind that there's been some former Fresno State players who played in the CFL. You probably remember the name Tyler Klutz, Lucio. He was a CFL player. And another name to point out that Steinauer actually has a history with and a pretty prominent name in the Fresno area, Steinauer knows Johnny Sears, the great defensive back at Edison High and now currently one of the guys who's helping coach at DB Guru in Fresno.
2: Yeah, so you know he's he's got to... He's he's got that ability to to be able to kind of change things up around here, and and he is a, another one of those connections that the Bulldogs can take uh, advantage of because recruiting wise, he is you know he can bring some of those Canadian football players who you know some of these other universities might not know about. There's 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 football, high school football in the in you know the country of Canada, and they play it well too, and so. There's some recruits there that Fresno State can try to take advantage of and bring in here.
1: And here's the other thing, too, is like here's here's a good example of like how the talent in Canada is on the rise. Schools in the Power Five, particularly Michigan, they're starting to go north of the border and try to look into some Canadian talent. So Canada is not just just hotbed for hockey or just hotbed for basketball. Football's on the rise there, too.
2: Now, the interesting thing also about some of these uh, Canadian players, uh, some of them, uh, you know, they want to play football. And so what they're doing is they're transferring from Canada to high schools here in the U.S. to play in the U.S. to give them a better chance of being recruited to go play at a university. And, uh, you know, it's, it's paying off for some of them. In fact, Fresno State has offered one of their first, uh, you know, I believe one of the first Canadian offers in a long time, if ever, uh, to a uh, an offensive lineman in Canada and um, you know what this guy is I believe is about six foot eight 300 pounds so you know if they can land someone like that to play on the offensive line you know things could start to change around very quickly for that offensive line for Fresno State so I, I don't know I don't know Lorenzo what do you think about this connection this pipeline that they could potentially have going to Canada and picking up some of these players
1: It'll be interesting. But, you know, it makes a lot of sense considering that the D.C. does come over from Canada and he probably actually does have a good relationship with some of the high school coaches in that area or just people in general in that area. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I won't be shocked to see maybe one or two guys from north of the border coming over to Fresno State.
2: Yeah, so you know that, uh, you know that's something we're going to have to try to keep an eye on. Now, as far as what Fresno State's going to be doing now, uh, from now until signing day, uh, Coach Tedford kind of broke it down for us during that that press conference, and this is exactly what he th- what he says what's going to be happening here in the next three weeks. This is what he had to say.
0: What the next what the next say three weeks looks like is uh, we have a big recruiting weekend this week. With- this weekend we have about 15 kids coming in and their families and so that will be a a major weekend for us we have three weekends left uh, this weekend then it's the 20th and then I believe the 27th or something like that um, the next three weekends and so we're looking forward to that not just the coaching staff um, but our recruiting department with Spencer Harris has really done a a great job in, you know, we're kind of up against it here when you, you haven't been doing this together for a long time. He has been really instrumental in in really putting together the list and getting everybody directed on what's going on. So people behind the scene, scenes are just as important. Obviously, recruiting is number one at this time. And then on the 17th, we start back to school. And then As we balance recruiting, it's also going to be getting to know our players. And we have a team meeting at 9 a.m. on the 17th that we're looking forward to, to getting in a room and having our our players meet the coaches. Uh, They've all been on the phone with all their players, so they've done that, introduced themselves that way. Uh, But now it's going to be about creating the relationships and building the trust and confidence that's necessary for our future.
2: So you know that's that's what uh, Tedford says is going to happen in the next three weeks, and recruiting is the main focus. But they want to also kind of uh, meet with the players so that they get a chance to, to get around this coaching staff. And so it's going to be fast and furious here in the next three weeks, don't you think, Lorenzo? I mean,
1: well, it needs to be because you know considering the timing of this, considering the fact that Fresno State, unfortunately, went. Unfortunately, when you make a coaching change and then you hit the reset button with with revitalizing your staff, I mean, you have to work as quick as possible. But the benefit, though, is that Tenford has been in this situation before with Cal. And a lot of these other coaches, I'm sure, has encountered something similar. Because either way you look at it, Lucio, coaching, it's not really a Ford Model T. It's not a slow-moving vehicle. It's more like sometimes along the lines of a Ferrari. Sometimes you just gotta get in and go fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna be hitting the ground running. In fact, you know they they've already got a number of offers out, but we're not gonna go over those offers here today because we're still kind of shift sifting through a lot of those uh, offers. But uh, you know, I think we're gonna be doing uh, a premium. Uh, podcast or vidcast that really goes over all of those players in depth and we're probably gonna put it together with with Jackson Moore as well. So uh for those of you who have not joined our premium boards or are uh, are or are a premium subscriber, now's the time to do so because now it really gets serious as far as all the recruiting is involved and a lot of our information is going to be going out only to our premium subscribers. So make sure you head over and do that. Um but Lorenzo, I mean, what do you expect out of this? Uh, you know, moving forward, recruiting wise, do do you see some maybe some some of these players from other that have committed to other schools being turned by this coaching staff?
1: Here's the thing, Lucille, we've got to keep a close eye on a number of kids because I'll give you two notable local prospects to keep a close eye on, and depending on if Fresno State does make a push for these guys, Cole Beatty, over at Centennial Bakersfield, Cody Kessler's alma mater. Beattie was committed to Nevada. He's close to the Carr family. He was committed to Nevada, but decommitted recently, and that was through the last regime. So maybe, just maybe, Fresno State makes a serious run at him, especially considering that the Bakersfield area has been a big point of emphasis for this Fresno State staff. Another name to keep an eye on, who's another Nevada former Nevada commit, I should say, Pear Williams, who's up in the Merced County area over at Patterson High, was, was committed to Nevada, also had an offer from Fresno State's last regime, but decommitted recently. So, you know, these are two guys who could potentially be bulldogs. I mean, I can't speak for their behalf. I can't speak for Fresno State's behalf if they're going to actually make a run at them. But these are two guys definitely to keep an eye on locally.
2: Now, as far as other recruiting is involved, there are a number of uh, players who have been offered um, you know, offers that are already committed to other universities, and Fresno is going to be doing what they can in order to try and turn those players uh, to becoming Fresno State commits. And uh, like Tedford was saying in his press conference, there's a, about 15 recruits that are going to be coming in this weekend. And uh, how important is that for for Fresno State to bring in that many recruits uh, this weekend, Lawrence? You
1: you got it. When it comes to your official visits, these are pretty much your final selling points. This, for any parent out there who may not be too familiar, I mean, this is like the time. This is the chance for the coaches to not only sell themselves, but also the parents and players to sell themselves to the coaches as well. It gives you the tour of the facilities, lets you know about the tradition of Fresno State, and then – The final nail in the coffin is if you're going to verbally commit and sign that letter of intent to Fresno State on February the 1st. Now, I'm going to throw in one more name. I know he was a decommit recently from Fresno State, but he did announce on Twitter that he plans on visiting Fresno State the weekend of January 27th, 28th. Voshan Crumby, the Ventura College defensive back
2: yeah, and and that's the one that had originally committed and then decided not to stay committed. So, uh, and and like we mentioned before earlier in the podcast, this recruiting class is going to be uh, very jC heavy as far as trying to fill the gaps on the roster for this upcoming season. Um, although five of the jC recently had signed national letters of intent. Uh, this past December, those five will not count against 2017 recruiting class. They are going back to the 2016 class. So that still leaves Fresno State with 25 scholarships for this upcoming season. And so they're able to to use that to their discretion and try to recruit as many players as they can heading into this next season.
1: And you also won't be, I mean, you. I wouldn't doubt that some of those offers will be a PWO offer, and it might come from some of the local kids here.
2: In fact, you know what? Some of them, uh, 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 you know, one of those has already been handed out a uh, preferred walk-on to uh, a quarterback here locally. Um, I believe from Clovis North, if I remember correctly, Lorenzo. Yeah, yep
1: yeah, that would be Miss. That would be the son of Jeff Bailey, actually.
2: So Former Fresno
1: State quarterback. He
2: was given a walk-on opportunity, and he chose to go ahead and accept. So he will be walking on to Fresno State as a quarterback, which adds more quarterbacks to the mix for this upcoming season. And it
1: also adds one more Clovis North guy to the Fresno State roster because you probably remember Christian Rossi was a star at Clovis North.
2: Yeah, and, and actually, uh, you know, the the quarterback situation, that's one topic that was hit upon. Uh, it was actually asked to DeBoer about the quarterback situation, and basically, you know, all that he had to say along with Tedford was that every position on the field is a wide-open competition. No position is safe. So there is no starter named now. There is no starter in mind any of the players, uh incoming freshmen or any of the players on the roster at the moment all have a shot at becoming the starter uh at any position on the field. So they're gonna they're gonna open up the competition. That that should kind of be a good thing for Fresno State, don't you think, Lorenzo? It kind of puts an edge on them. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah, and you know what, here's the thing, it's like this is common practice for not only every college football team but this is a common practice when you're going through a coaching change guys have to earn their positions just because you were a starter toward the end of the year doesn't guarantee you that same starting position the following year you still got to earn it
2: yeah and so yeah the quarterback situation there are uh, there's currently now with the preferred walk on i think we're going to be right around 5 or 6 quarterbacks on the roster if no one leaves so that should be a really wide open competition, uh, and the question is: is these if these incoming freshmen uh, can do enough to catch up in order to put themselves in the mix? So I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But there's other prominent recruits that are being recruited at the moment. Uh, but like we said, we're not going to go over them at the you know right now because we still haven't had a chance to contact those recruits. But once we do, we'll be posting it for our premium subscribers. Um, Lorenzo, any any other items you wanted to talk about the as far as Fresno State is concerned at the moment? Well,
1: you know what? I mean, again, this is the final recruiting push. And, you know, count on guys like myself, Lucio Jackson. We're going to do everything, everything in our power to let you know what's going on recruiting-wise for Fresno State also, Lucio and I are going to get back dive back into the Friday Night Football podcast because you know what, there's a big emphasis on recruiting there especially between now and National Signing Day.
2: Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Friday Night Football podcast, that's our podcast covering high school football throughout the state of California and you know, we do occasionally talk about Fresno State, but we we actually try to highlight the recruits throughout the state of California as to their interest, their playing uh, ability, and you know, if they're being recruited anywhere. And we just want to try to focus and put a spotlight on some of these uh, players throughout the state of California. And, and actually, we do interviews with high school coaches as well. So, Lorenzo, I think you're, you're excited to kind of get that one back on, on the track again.
1: Yes, I am. I mean, I'm I'm making my final push for a scholarship offer,
2: <laughs> and um, you know, Lorenzo and I are yet to see our scholarship offers yet. But we're we're, we're I guess you know I, I'm I, I don't know I, I'm 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 a little past my prime. I don't know. I think Lorenzo still might have a little gas left in the tank, but I think we're, well,
1: it's a quarter tank. <laughs>
2: we're 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 kind of reaching that moment, so. For all of you out there who haven't had a chance to check out the Barkboard, head on over to the We we, you know, highlight the latest news and updates of Fresno State Athletics. Not only do we do football, but we do basketball as well, and we are trying to gear up our wrestling coverage as well. So, uh, if if you guys haven't done so, check it out. And if you guys have any requests for us, send them over to us uh, over at the Barkboard. You can you can reach me at uh at @redwave Uh, at redwave report on gmail.com redwave report at gmail.com that's the email address if you want to send us any comments uh, or any suggestions or any requests that you would like for the podcast Uh, so lorenzo uh, any final thoughts before we head out
1: no other than i hope everybody out there is having a good start to 2017 and you know what again I also want to put this out there. If you happen to know anybody or if you happen to be in the mix of a Fresno State scholarship offer or maybe you're drawing interest from Fresno State, let us know. I mean, send us a direct message. I mean, you can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I mean, that way we we get an idea because we can't always get to everybody, but we could try to get to as many people as we can.
2: Oh, definitely. And we, we've been doing what we can as far as trying to track everybody that uh, uh, has drawn interest from Fresno State or has a Fresno State uh, offer, but we can't get them all. So if you know someone who who is getting interest or who uh, has gotten an offer from Fresno State that we don't know about, reach out to us. Let us know so that we can go ahead and get some coverage on those players. So with that being said, Lorenzo, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know how they can get a hold of us?
1: At Red Wave Report on Twitter. Once again, at Red Wave Report on Twitter. Also follow the Barkboard on Twitter at Barkboard. Follow me on Twitter at lg underscore rena. Once again, at lg underscore rena. Also like us on Facebook. Give us the thumbs up.
2: Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't done so already, head on over to Facebook. Like the Barkboard.com's coms, well, you know, Facebook page. We have now reached over fifteen hundred likes. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting that thing rolling and we, you know, we report a lot of our news on there as well. So and head over to the Red Wave Reports fan page and, uh, you know, like that as well. So that being said, I want to thank everyone for joining us uh, as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics. Join us again next week as we continue to break down what is happening recruiting wise for Fresno State and Lorenzo and I will will kind of dig more into that next week so that being said I want to thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper